guests, Ben and Ray Stern. Meet the Stearns. Call in at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. And now, your host... All here, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Ben Stern and Ray Stern. Welcome to both of you. We're so glad you can make it tonight. I'm Ben Stern, Howard's father. I'm Ray Stern, Howard's mommy. That makes us Howard's parents. We're very happy to have you here tonight. We've got plenty. I can see there are a ton of callers already queued up to speak with you. Good. Now, now this is your second time through, so we. but you should introduce yourself to the audience because there are new series subscribers who may not know who you are. So, Mrs. Stern, if you would, just talk about who you are and uh, how you came to be in this seat right now. Well, my son, Howard Stern, of course, put me on the map, and I'm his mother. And I take a lot of abuse from Howard, but I love every moment of it, and I love Howard very much. And Mr. Stern? Well, I'm in the same situation. I've had many conversations with him over the air, and uh, as most people know, he has a tape of mine, which he plays every now and then, and I have to defend myself about those tapes, that I'm really not that guy. I'm a real nice fellow. Now, as you hear those tapes over time, and Howard does tend to repeat them, just a little bit. How does it feel when you hear those on the air sometimes? Well, I shudder a little bit, but then I, I, I think back to the circumstances that made me say these things. And Howard had a way of yanking my chain. Uh, he always would think of ways to get me a little excited. And then when I was doing the recording, my mind was on recording, and he started in, and I started to make these remarks, which, of course, stupid me. I, rec I kept them recorded. I didn't go attended. Richard Nixon School of Tape Erasing. I should have erased the tape so no one would have had it. I mean, that was my big mistake. So you didn't follow in Nixon's path and... Right. So him and I are both suffering, <laughs> although he's not around yet. 888-STERN-100. That's the number to, to speak with either Ben Stern or Ray Stern. Let's go straight to the phones. Let's go to Bob in New York City. Bob, you're on Meet the Sterns. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Bob. My question is uh, for you, Mr. Stern. Um, and it's about uh, your father and the uh, place in Europe where the Stearns come from. I was always curious when and where your father was born in Europe, because I've I've heard a few little tidbits on Howard's show about him that he I heard the bank book story and being a pants presser, and he seems like a really fascinating kind of uh, a person. I wonder if you could. Yeah, well, my folks were in the uh, Austria. Hungry Empire in those days. And I remember my mother, she always had a picture of Franz Josef. She liked him very much. He was the uh, emperor at that time. And uh, she went to school there. They, they, of course, he, uh, they taught German then when she went to school. My father didn't have much of an education. My mother did. And then they migrated. My mother had altogether eight children. And it was World War One when uh, she was married. My father was in the army, and my mother lost the first four children because in those days, with a war going on, she used to tell me about the Cossacks from Russia would come charging in on the horses. You had to run out and come back. And then uh, my fifth, the fifth child lived, and I was the sixth. And there were two more after me. So uh, anything else you want to know? Well, what's, what city was he born in? Do you uh, I don't know. I, I, I never really saw his passport. All it said was the, the Austria-Hungary um, that I'm not sure of. Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, he sounds like an interesting uh, guy, um, and uh, well, I appreciate your uh, your taking my call. Thank you very much for your call, Bob. We appreciate it. Eight 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 Stern one hundred. That's the number to meet the Sterns. Let's go to Lou in East Side. Lou, you're on with Ben and Ray Stern. Hi, Lou. He hello, folks. How are you? Pleasure to talk to you. Same here. I'll try to make it quick. Ben, this is for you. Uh, I've been on the Lower East Side all my life. My family have had a recording studio down here for over 35 years. And I can't tell you the pleasure I get when Howard digs up those old tapes from the 50s. Right. Uh, I was fortunate enough, my dad had a web core back in the 50s. He was a singer, so I was his machine op at the tender age of about six. Right. And I feel fortunate that I have tapes like you have. Now, if I can just find out, uh, in your studio, what format, when you finally did retire, what format of tape decks were you using at that time? Well, the last thing we did, we were on 52nd Street where the old uh, sure. uh, building was torn down. It was an equitable ah. building. Equitable has two buildings there. And uh, the last thing we did, we built a studio with 24-track. 
And uh, it was the latest one. As a matter of fact, we sh- uh, th- th- when they did the jazz singer, they rented my studio. We just opened it up. And uh, they wanted a, a, the latest uh, studio, and we got the job. And they were there a couple of weeks shooting, the, you know, with uh, Neil Diamond, who was at that time the star of the thing. The only thing I remember that was terrible is that they came in with these lights to shoot, and we hadn't even started to record, and we had the sprinklers go off. And I thought my whole life <laughs> went in front of me, but it worked out. <laughs> we saved the console, so we were all right. Now, I have a question for both Mr. and Mrs. Stern. Obviously, Howard does a lot of interesting things on the radio, to say the least, some shocking, some uh, surprising. Uh, now, when Howard and the show came here to Sirius, one of the uh, things they had prepared were the revelations, a surprise that no one knew about that was going to be uh, shown once they arrived. Now, we have a quick clip, and I wanted to get your take on your son's revelation. I've had cosmetic surgery. Will the owner of that revelation please step forward? All right, I remember... To incur Robin's wrath. Go ahead and say it's yours. It is mine. Of course it is. you... Now, let's hear it straight from the parents of Howard Stern about the cosmetic surgery. Okay, I'll, I'll be quick. What happened was I was over his house. We had a family get-together, and he was looking at me, and I'm looking at him. I didn't notice anything. I think he had something done with his nose, and he got a little upset with us. How come nobody notices it? As far as his chin, I never heard about that. So, uh... Unless you know something, Ray. No, I don't know anything because at that time, Howard was going undergoing a lot of different physical changes, his hair and his clothing and all those things. And I'll tell you the truth. I didn't focus in on his physical appearance. I was too busy with my grandchildren. And uh, Howard, I think, was a bit surprised that I didn't notice anything different. But I really didn't. But I think today, when I look at him, and now that he has revealed this, I see that he looks very, very good. That's all I can say. Right. <laughs> now, was this revelation when he announced it the first you had heard of it, or had he told you previously? The only one we knew about, as I just said, was the nose. And it was you know, just a shaving that was done. The chin I never heard of. I don't think you did either. No, I did no. not hear of That was chin. a complete surprise to yes. us. Now, there was also mixed opinion uh, with the other regulars on the show of how huge a revelation this was, if it lived up to all the expectation. What do you think? I think it's a huge revelation, and I think the fact that he didn't tell me is a very interesting thing right. because he knows how I feel about doing physical things, you know, under the knife with the human body. I really am very, just like his uh, tattoos, I just can't even, can't even bear to look at them. I dislike them that much. Well, she kept them. She, she always let, her, let him know how she felt about tattoos, and for a long time he wouldn't have it done because of his mother. Then he broke the bond, <laughs> and we're never going to forgive him for it. I think he was, what? 45 years <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. 888-STERN-100, that's the number to call. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, Ben and Ray Stern are going to talk about all the press surrounding their son and the effect it has on him both personally, both personally and professionally. You're listening to Meet the Sterns only on Howard 100 and Howard 101. Meet the Stearns. Call in now at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. Join the revolution. Howard 100 and 101. Serious listeners, remember the days of 8-tracks, rotary telephones, and no satellite radio? Technology can make life better. And now this is true for your mattress with a revolutionary Sleep Number Bed by Select Comfort. This is a new and better way to sleep because the Sleep Number Bed features dual air chamber technology. Just set your sleep number and your bed will be as firm or as soft as you like. With this level of personalized comfort, you can sleep more deeply and wake up refreshed. Plus, each side of the bed adjusts independently so you both get a great night's sleep. Old-fashioned Innerspring mattresses just cannot respond to you and your sleep needs like the Sleep Number Bed. Call Select Comfort today at 1-800-656-3700 and ask for the free DVD and brochure. All serious listeners are eligible for a 30-night in-home trial and savings of up to $200. Get complete details by calling 1-800-656-3700. 
That's 1-800-656-3700. Hi, this is Doug Dupuy for SelectQuote, and I just called... Cheryl Payne. One of SelectQuote's licensed agents. Hi, Mr. Dupuy. Hi, Cheryl. Why buy term life insurance through SelectQuote instead of somebody else? Well, Mr. Dupuy, about two out of three people have health or lifestyle issues. Could be high blood pressure, skydiving. Now, depending on what insurance company you choose, you could overpay hundreds of dollars a year. Well, where does SelectQuote come in? SelectQuote's a real matchmaker. We impartially shop the pick of America's top life insurers to match you with your best buy. Got an example? Sure. I just matched a man 40 years old who takes cholesterol medication with a $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. Quite a match, Cheryl. Why not let SelectQuote match you with your best buy? Just call 1-800-335-7800. That's 1-800-335-7800. Or log on to SelectQuote.com. Banner OP Term 10 Term Policy Preferred Plus Term Rates Policy Form RT97 OP Term 10 Issue Ages 20 to 80 20 to 70 for Washington Underwritten by Banner Life Insurance Rockville, Maryland Premiums include $50 annual policy fee Renewable to age 95 Two-year contestable period Not available in all states Are you an entrepreneur? Have a small business? If sounding professional And being accessible to your customers Is important You should sign up for Got Vmail Got Vmail is a virtual PBX or hosted telephone system that can be customized for one employee or ten. Your small business can sound like a Fortune 500 company overnight. Features include a virtual toll-free or local number with a customized main greeting, multiple mailboxes for departments or employees, dial-by-name directory, music on hold, and more. Have calls such as sales or support forwarded to your cell phone, home office, anywhere. Voicemails can be emailed to you as MP3 audio attachments and faxes as PDFs. Traditional phone systems cost thousands of dollars. Got Vmail starts at only $9.95 a month. There are no long-term contracts to sign and no hardware or software to purchase. Sign up today at gotvmail.com. That's G-O-T-V-M-A-I-L dot com. Got Vmail, the professional sound of today's small business. You're listening to Meet the Stearns with your host, John Hine, and special guests, Ben and Ray Stern. Meet the Stearns at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. Welcome back to Meet the Stearns. I'm John Hine, along with Ben Stern and Ray Stern. And before we go to the callers, a question I have to ask you both. Can you let everybody know uh, what your age is? And you both look fantastic for your age and how you keep that up. Well, this July, I'll be four score and three. Four score and three years ago. Okay. Got it? I got it. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the things is I have to thank Howard. He uh, attends a gym in Manhattan, and it, every Monday we go into the gym for an hour or so with a trainer, which is very good. Also, about 20 minutes a day, I do exercise at home, and so does my wife. And uh, we every day try, as long as the weather's f- fairly good, we walk a mile, you know, every day of the week. And then also another thing we do, we meditate twice a day. And, uh, you know, this is very good for our relaxation. And one other thing we do, we also square dance, which for the last 15 years, we square dance one night a week. And we're very fortunate to have a, a great caller by the name of Lee Kaufman. I have to say thanks to him because he's been very good as a caller. Lee gets his plug. Very nice. And Mrs. Stern? Yes. uh, (laughs) This is our routine, and we're very routine people. And to get back to the meditation, the meditation took me over a time when I was really getting over the death of my sister, and it was really very hard on me. And when I started to meditate... I really became a different person. This really helped me very, very much. And our whole family meditates, and it's part of our life and our routine. And I really attribute our good health and our looking good at this age and having a good quality of life, which is so important. And uh, it's so nice for us. Did the meditation come from Howard, or did you start oh, that Oh, no, I took Howard, and I brought him. As a matter of fact, when we walked up to the uh, place where you learn to meditate, he uh, was walking with me, and they said, Oh, look, the son is bringing the mother. And I said, Oh, no, the mother is bringing the son. And they said, Well, that's the way it should be, and it's true. I am so proud of the fact that I introduced this to my family because I feel it is a wonderful way of relaxing and enjoying your life and bringing long and good health. Because many times people say relax 
you'll feel better, but they don't know how to relax. And meditation gives you that system of doing the right thing, going in the right direction. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is it true that you wanted Howard to be a meditation teacher? Yes, it is true. But Howard was very involved in his career at that time, and he said, no, Mom, I want to focus in on my career. And I was disappointed because I think that Howard is a very, very good teacher. In fact, Howard did teach in college, and uh, he did very, very well. They wanted him to continue at that time. Well, I want to just quickly explain what he taught uh, in college. We took him to a place. I know in those days of radio, you had to have a first-class radio telephone license because the FCC required it. So there was a school in Virginia. He was still in college. We took him in to spend a couple of weeks to run these courses so he can get his license. And uh, and in that particular time, when he came back to college and they heard he got his license in that period of time, he started to teach others. It so it shows you he has a good ability of teaching. 888-STERN-100, that's the number if you want to meet the Stearns. Let's go to Lenny in Long Island. Lenny, you're on Meet the Stearns. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Stern, how are you? Hi. You come from our neck of the woods, Lenny. Yes, ma'am. Where in Long Island? uh, Levittown. Levittown, okay. Uh, First of all, let me start by saying I'm 33, and I've listened to your son for a better part of my life, and he's gotten me through a lot of hard times. And I wake up every day eager to listen to him. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And I got two questions. And first of all, Mr. Stern, if you're going to answer so foolishly, don't bother answering at all. Um, that's a joke. According to your, your tapes from years ago, that's, that you guys started talking about that in the beginning. Do you hear that and, and, and like us, think that you were too hard on your son when he was younger? No, I wasn't too hard on him. I, I think I told you in the beginning of the show is that when he would, I use the term, yank my chain, he would, you know, try to put me on. I mean, like, I, I came home from work. I used to work long hours as a recording uh, studio. So I come in and I have to eat dinner. And I sit down and he has a whoopee cushion there. And it's a f- nice joke and you should laugh. But I wasn't in any mood for laughing. <laughs> I had done the commuting. I was working all kinds of hours. And I started chasing him around with the whoopee cushion. <laughs> now, I normally don't do that. And the same thing goes with the, uh, you're referring to the tapes and stuff. I was very supportive of them. I, I've mentioned it before. I've, I got him puppets. I got him a, uh, a, p- a mechanical piano player, and then I electrified it, and I got built him a soundstage for uh, puppets. So whatever he wanted to do, he wanted a musical instrument. I got him a clarinet and and uh, guitars and things like that. So I was I always was behind him, so I really wasn't that hard on him. So let's set the record straight. The tapes were the exception, not the rule. Right. Absolutely. That was under a lot of stress. Okay. <laughs> 888-STERN-100. That's the number to speak with the Sterns. Now, yesterday, I believe, the New York Post comes out, and your son is on the cover talking about uh, what's going on in Sirius and possible censorship. Now, as Howard spoke about it during the show, it turns out none of that happened, and it was all speculation. I would love to get Mrs. Stern and Mr. Stern's take on the New York Post article. One, what's it like seeing Howard on the cover of the New York Post? And two, the censorship in general and how you feel about that. It's mind-boggling to see Howard on the cover of a newspaper, and every time he appears in the papers for... As a matter of fact, I have a cousin who called me and said, gee, what happened with Howard? I haven't seen him in the papers today. In other words, after all, Howard is a personality, but to get this much coverage and this much uh, media attention is really mind-boggling. You say to yourself, what's going on? There's so many problems in the world, so many things going on. Why don't they pay attention to those things? Instead, they're covering Howard Stern. Mr. Stern, do you well, agree? My first reaction was, I said, oh, my God, peace in the world. Everything is settled. The Iraq <laughs> war, I'm not joking. The Iraq war is over, and uh, Congress is finally doing the job they're supposed to be doing, and there's no more uh, this foolishness that's going on. I said, Middle East, and this country, that country. Then I came, I got a shockwave, and I realized that everything was the same, and somebody decided they needed a good picture for the front page, and that was all it was about. How do you feel about the, even though it wasn't true, just censorship in general in terms of what happened when Howard's show through the years and now being at Sirius free to really say and do what he wants? Well, listen, I understand the market. I understand the commercial radio, and I understand the FCC and all this that goes on. But as I explained to people, 
when you're paying a monthly fee and uh, you're in control of it, I mean, I don't know what they're going to censor there. I mean, it, it isn't as if you could turn on a radio and then your kid is in a closet somewhere, speaking of closets, where Howard used to be, and turning on... Uh, <laughs> and that, that's the point. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, Howard is a very, very private person. And I'm sure he... He doesn't, I know for a fact that when the radio is, the microphone is turned off, Howard is very private and, uh, that's the way he conducts his life. And, uh, he certainly is a person that when he is on the air, he is bringing a great deal of joy and, uh, fun into people's lives. And this is what I think that they should focus on, the fact that Howard does do a great job for the public. You know, I just want to uh, add this thing, you know, with, with the censorship. I mean, it's what's going on now with the administration or Congress, the, the whole tenor of the th- times. Here you have a law in Oregon which assisted if someone was dying with the approval of two other doctors. It was passed by, uh, you could take the person's life. Ashcroft had no rights. He had no, no reason. Before he left office, he decided that it's against the law, against the Constitution, where there's no such thing. It has to do with states' rights, not federal rights. Finally, the Supreme Court, they brought this thing to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, I think it was six to three, said this has nothing to do with the government. This has to do with the state, and under those circumstances, each state has to find out uh, what to do with this uh, assisted death. Are you concerned with the upcoming and recent appointments on the Supreme Court with this administration? I I am. I think they're going to really have an attack on uh, abortion rights because... Uh, I feel the way it's going, and uh, it's definitely going to come in front of the uh, Supreme Court because there was just introduced in one state about uh, they want to stop that uh, against Wade Roe. And uh, once they bring it up in front of them, there'll be a vote again. And with the change in the Supreme Court, is a possibility that they could uh, declare it constitutional that you can't, you can't have a, an abortion. With 500,000 kids in, uh, in foster homes, I mean, they're worrying about abortion. How about taking care of 500,000 kids that have no home or being put into a bathtub and drowned? I mean, these are, these are more important things. I feel these people who are against abortion, it's their right, but at the same time, take care of life. These children has no, no advocate. Nobody takes care of them, and that's my position. Is adoption the solution or part of the solution? Of course. Then they get a home. But when you put people into a, you know, with nobody to take care of them, uh, it doesn't work. 888-STERN-100, that's the number to speak with Ben Stern and Ray Stern. Let's go to Mike in Atlantic City. Mike, you're on Meet the Sterns. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Mr. Stern? Hi, Mike. Where are you, at the uh, Trump, Trump Casino? Which casino are you at? <laughs> no, I'm not at the casino. I live right outside of Atlantic City. Right. When, when you live down here, you can't go to the casinos. You just, you know. Right. You, I'm, you only, could, I'm, only ki- I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Why? Which casino do you like? I, I don't. I don't go to the casinos. If I, ha- I want a little action, I go to the racetrack. Belmont. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, quick question. Um, I watched the uh, sixty minutes piece uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and it, it was it was really moving, um, especially the part where Howard went back to Roosevelt. I mean, he looked like he was almost in tears. Um, what was your reaction to that? And have you been back there since? Well, I feel this way, and when we were living there. I mean, I understood some of the problems. I didn't know how bad it was, you know, how he felt about it. I felt there was no reason just because the neighborhood uh, changed that I would move out. I mean, I feel it's wrong. And so we stayed there. But once he had this problem at school, well, that was very important. That was the major factor why we moved out. It wasn't because of our neighbors. We had lovely neighbors. As a matter of fact, I used to take a trip to Europe, and uh, my neighbors, uh, my daughter was home. They took care of my daughter while I was away. I mean, wonderful people. People are people. And if they're nice, there's no reason to get, get excited about it. Roosevelt is a very small town. It's a mile by a mile. And it's a very uh, intimate town where everybody knew each other. And Howard did say that it was horrible growing up there. That was not true. That absolutely was not true. And I go on record saying that Howard had friends. He was always busy. He enjoyed them. And he was a very happy little boy. So I don't know what he's talking about. Despite what he says, I have to say he was, he did very well in Roosevelt. And at the end, of course, it, he was harassed, but that 
that had to be expected at that time. And when that started to happen, we left. Now, when you heard that 60 Minutes was doing a piece on Howard, how did you feel? Did you think that 60 Minutes would portray him in a certain light? And when the piece actually aired, what was your reaction? I thought it was wonderful. I really did. I, th- I thought it was very fair. It showed everything. You know, it was good. There was, there was no hatchet job. You know, a lot of times, 60 Minutes, I mean, they bring people on because they, they want a, another viewpoint. But there's no reason for another viewpoint. You're talking about a person's life and what he's done, so there's nothing to uh, argue about. It was definitely a very, very good piece. Very good. Very high class. Now, how does it feel to see Howard persecuted either by the government in some instances or by the media? As, as his parents, obviously there's a natural reaction there. Or has it been happening for so long, you, it's just become part of, the, you know, part, of the, uh, part of the deal? Well, I feel a lot of people who are getting on this bandwagon against him, they have an agenda. That's not really the whole point. You know, there's this guy there that he spends his whole life, he has nothing else. So this, once you attach yourself to an icon, it makes you important. And that's really what's going on. So a lot of people who want to, you know, get the spotlight, have their day in the sun, will we'll take him on. I don't know why Howard has captured everybody's imagination, but he has. And Howard speaks his mind, and he says some words that some people don't like to hear. But I say, bottom line, look at all the people that are listening to him, that love him, and that are affected by him and how it leads a very good life and is a very good person. And that's what they should focus on. 888-STERN-100, that's the number to meet the Stearns. Uh, you're on Meet the Stearns. Hey, John. Howard. Hey. Uh, first of all, I want to say hi to my parents, who are, I think, doing an extraordinary job. I'm, I, I don't know if it's because they're my parents, but I don't think so. I just think they're very, very good on the radio. I always thought my parents should have their own radio show. Do we have a job? <laughs> You could, I, you know, that I don't think you guys enjoy coming in and doing it. Uh, I would have you do it every week. I think it's fascinating. Howard, you're raining on our parade. I know. <laughs> My parents are very, very routine people, and they do not like uh, leaving their home right. and coming into the city. So they, I think this would be the last show only because they wouldn't want to do it. If they said to me they'd want to do it, uh, I would have them on all the time. And, 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 hey, I just wanted to jump in real quick because I want you guys to do your own thing. But as far as Roosevelt goes, huh. it is a very, very uh, trying time in the life of a teenager when all of your friends leave that's and they true. move away that's and, true. and you're left pretty much to your own devices and uh, one of the things I never wanted to disappoint my parents uh, they were very proud of living in Roosevelt but the fact of the matter is being in the high school was um, was uh, mentally trying and physically trying but you never complained Howard but that doesn't mean it was bad it I was know bad. I know I would I never know. complain because I wanted you guys to be proud of me that I could uh, face the situation as But Howard, look at all the experiences you had, all the True. life... Uh... But, I mean, it was a better experience for you guys than it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I'm trying to paint a picture or lie. I'm trying to say that, uh, for me, it was not a pleasant experience. It was a nightmare. Um, it was all my friends were gone. As you know, they never would come. But that me. was towards the end, Howard. Right. That was yeah. not in growing no, up. No, it was. The, I've always said it's the um, last two years in Roosevelt were just a nightmare. Mr. Stern, you, you want to weigh in on this? Well, I, I can appreciate what you're saying, and I believe what you are saying is true. And uh, listen, we didn't live the life of uh, at the age you were there. We were adults. I went to right. work. Your mother you had other things to do. So, I mean, you were in the forefront of what was going on there. So I yeah. have to appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, it was, always, I, it was stressful for me uh, when Martin right. Luther King was shot and people said... I hey, remember that. When Martin Luther King... Uh, this I remember until yeah. today. Martin Luther King was shot. So we, our black friends called, called my, my wife up and said, Listen, you better get him out of school. Right? Right. And, uh, you know, they were... Time. And then when I, uh, I... My mother did send me to school, and the thing was that it was a tremendous... Uh, pressure because you had to figure your way out of the school that day. People right. were riled up and really incensed. Yes. And I was uh, one of three or four white kids. Right. So, uh, you know, it became a problem. But, but I don't want to spend any more time on that, but I just wanted to say how great I thought the show sounded. And, Thanks, uh, Howard. Thanks, Howard. All right. I'll let you do your thing. Thank you. Right, Th- Thanks, Howard. 888 Stern 100. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about the last days of K Rock and what it's like giving those speeches in front of all those people. And the beginning of Sirius and how the show has progressed since Howard has left terrestrial radio. 
You're listening to Meet the Stearns, only on Howard 100 and Howard 101. Meet the Stearns. Call in now at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. One play can change a season each week. One forced fumble by a linebacker with one serious mean streak is recovered by the defense. That's the moment that counts. In football, every moment counts. Visit bodog.com slash radio and we'll match your $50 deposit for free. Then bet on your team so you don't miss your moment. Bodog.com. Sport. Play hard. Why do energy drinks make you crash? I'm Dr. James Bragman, host of Prescription for Health. The answer is large amounts of sugar and caffeine. That's why I recommend 5-Hour Energy. It gives you hours of energy without the crash. 5-Hour Energy contains B vitamins, enzymes, and amino acids. Zero sugar and just enough caffeine. So if your energy drink makes you crash, then switch to 5-Hour Energy. Hours of energy now, no crash later. Go straight to your nearest Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, GNC, or 7-Eleven now for 5-Hour Energy. Valentine's Day is coming up, and you know what that means. The longer you wait, the more you'll pay for roses. So order Pro Flowers today to lock in a great low price of just $39.99 for one dozen red roses. Plus, Howard Stern listeners will get an additional six red roses free. You'll also get a free glass vase, a $10 value, but only if you use the password 100 when you order. That's 18 red roses plus a free vase, which is an incredible deal. Don't wait. Order today with the password 100 to lock in this great price. Pro Flowers is the best way to order flowers for Valentine's Day. They're fresh from the fields, and since there are fewer handlers, the flowers arrive fresher and the savings are passed on to you. For this incredible Valentine's Day offer, go to proflowers.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and type in the password 100. That's proflowers.com or call toll free 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS. That's 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS. And be sure to mention the password 100. Business owners, real estate investors, do you realize that each day you operate your business in your individual name, you are putting all of your personal assets at risk? Incorporate now. Learn how to protect your assets, lower your tax liability, and build your business credit by simply calling 866-702-CORP. A Nevada corporation or LLC can provide you the best corporate protection in the United States, and United Trade Network is here to help. Call 866-702-CORP for a free consultation. Ask for their free business solutions handbook and CD and just pay the shipping and handling. Learn how people around the nation are protecting their wealth and assets from lawsuits and litigation. Tax strategies do not start at tax time, they start now. Dial 866-702-CORP. That's 866-702-CORP. You're listening to Meet the Stearns with your host, John Hine, and special guests, Ben and Ray Stern. Meet the Stearns at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. Welcome back to Meet the Stearns. I'm John Hine. Proud to be with Ben Stern and Ray Stern and taking your calls at 888-STERN-100. Quick question for both Mr. and Mrs. Stern. The last day at K-Rock, the last day Howard was on terrestrial radio, wall-to-wall people from 5th to 6th Avenue, all out there in the rain initially, braving the weather to hear Howard, Fred, Artie, Robin, everybody, Gary, everyone on the show speak. But one of the highlights, of course, was both of you speaking and your daughter Ellen speaking as well. I was wondering if you can reflect on that for the audience, what you were going through, how you felt being on stage, and how you thought the day went. Well, there were a lot of mixed emotions. It was a bittersweet day, and I thought of how Howard must feel after leaving, after being there over 20 years. And I know that he would have, you know, he was... He was a good employee, and I know that the station wanted Howard. And I felt bad for the people who loved to work with Howard. And there was a young lady, I think Nancy was her name, and people kept coming up and giving me testimonials like this. And she said to me, Mrs. Stern, she was crying, and she said to me, Mrs. Stern, 
I love Howard. He is such a generous person. And my father had Alzheimer's. And Howard, there wasn't a day that he didn't come in and sit down and talk with me and make me feel better. And people just love Howard. And they love having him there. And uh, I felt very bad for Tom Chiasano because I saw the look on his face. And he said, I'm he was so sorry that Howard was leaving, and I felt for all these people because they had a good association with Howard, and they wanted him to stay. And so I felt very bad about that. On the other hand, it was a new beginning, and I know Howard was looking forward to it, and I know Howard was putting a lot of effort into it, and I wanted it to be successful for him. I was worried for him, too. I must admit, as a mother, it was a big undertaking, and I did say to him, Howard, why do you want to do this? It's enough already. And he said, Mom, it's a challenge, and I want to do it, and I'll have the freedom that I never had before, and he was looking forward to it. And speaking to that crowd of people was mind-boggling. Everybody was screaming and yelling, and they loved Howard, and they were very receptive of all our speeches, and they were very respectful and it was a very, very mixed emotion kind of a day. Mr. Stern, what were your thoughts on that day? Well, I can't improve on what she said. She really hit it right on the head. The only thing I was thinking of is that the, the people at the rally, you know, was, was so f into it. And it was really, they deserve applause for how they turned out. They spent hours there. And uh, that's about uh, what I could say. What she said is correct. Seeing the fans running in the streets with signs after the bus, I mean... It's it's unreal. It's just a situation that was unreal. I was really blown away. I really was a very emotional day. Mr. Stern, how did you feel that K-Rock handled Howard from the beginning to the very end? Well, I felt they did a, a good job in a sense that they were under the handicap, too, with the FCC. And uh, they did accept the fines that they were leveled against them. But, you know, as the uh, political temper changed, the only way I could put it, they had to take a, a more uh, adversarial role, you know, with the buttons and censoring him, and, you know, became un unattainable for him. But I think that they, on, on balance, they did the best they could. Do you think they should let Howard have his tapes? Well, I, there's a lot of it I think they should allow him to have it because they can't use it, and I think he was an, a loyal employee. He gave, he, he gave him everything he had, and sometimes in business... You never know when, when, what, what you'll need in the future. So it's always good to leave on uh, good terms. And I think it wouldn't be a big, it can't hurt him in any way because it's an entirely different medium here as opposed to radio at WXRK. So they should turn over stuff that he, that they can't use. If they want to use it, okay, they have a right to, but not for spite. They're wrong. Let's go to the phones. Mickey in Canton, Ohio. Oh, oh boy. You're on with Ben and Ray Stern. Mickey, I lived in Ohio. I uh, started school in Youngstown, Ohio. I don't know if anybody knows that. Are I you there? I don't uh -oh. think he knows it either. <laughs> is, this, is this Bob? Yeah, this is Bob. Bob, you're on Meet the Sterns. Oh, I said Mitch. I didn't know. How are you doing, Mr. and Mrs. Stern? Fine, thank you. Good. I wanted to ask you, uh, Howard claimed to have his OCD. When did that start, and like, how old was he, and what helped him through it? What? Howard's OCD, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you something. I never saw signs of that disorder. I really and truly didn't. And Howard assures me that he had that. And I'm sure he did if he says so, but I never saw signs of that. It, it could be a secret OCD. And, uh, we, you know, it wasn't that obvious to us. I mean, I have, if you want to call it, I, I pass a drawer, and if it's open, I close it. Now, if you can call that, <laughs> I do. And uh, there are other things that I, I, that I do. You know, if I see a cop, a top of a bottle, I must close it. So do you think it's just a term put on to those types of mannerisms? Well, I'm not going to argue with Howard. If he says he has it, he has it, or if, how bad it is. It's just that we weren't aware of it when he was younger. He may have had it after he was married. I don't know yes. when this occurred. I'm not sure when it really got that way. 888-STERN-100. That's the number to call if you'd like to meet the Stearns. Let's go to Curtis in Boston. Curtis, oh. welcome Hi. to Meeting the Stearns. Hi. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Stearns. Hi, Curtis. Hi. 
My question is, uh, Mr. Stern, uh, recently Howard had mentioned that you told him the story of how he was named. Yes. Uh, I was wondering if you could kind of, uh, did you hear his explanation of that on the air? No, I did not. And I was, well, I was kind of wondering if you could tell the story uh, in your words. Well, Howard was named, you know, once, first of all, I have to say that I was definitely going to have a little girl. So when Howard appeared on the scene, it was a big surprise to me because I thought, I'm having another little girl. So we had to come up with a name. And in the back of my mind, we did say, Ben and I said to one another, that we would name him after my grandfather. And uh, in the Jewish religion, uh, it's the initial. So it was an H. And I love the name Harvey. I think it's very British and very collegiate, and I thought it was the greatest name. And I said to uh, Ben, I'm going to name him Harvey. Now, evidently, Ben did not like this name. So I was in the hospital, and at that time, we did not have uh, telephones in the room, and Ben called the desk, and he spoke with the nurse, and he said to her, Please tell my wife that she is not to name that child Harvey. And so I knew that if Ben came across that strong, it wasn't going to be Harvey. So we switched to the second best, Howard. That's how it came about. Mr. Stern, was Howard the name that you had in mind all along, or you just knew it wasn't going to be Harvey? Well, I, I yes, I liked I liked Howard. And you could see, look how well it turned out. It's all over here, that's for sure. How what? How what? How's Harvey? You can't say it's with Harvey. Listen, I knew what I was doing. 888-STERN-100. That's the number to call if you wish to meet the Sterns. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Kurt in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh boy. Hey, good, good evening. How are y'all tonight? How okay. are you? How's good. the, how's the country music there? Oh, it's great. How do we sound? How do we sound in Tennessee? You sound great, and the show is really good. John, you're doing a great job. Thank you. He really um, is. A question I have is two parts. When Howard was graduating from Roosevelt, he was, you know, on his way to college. How did he decide to go to BU? Were there other schools that he was looking at? And also, what, did he adapt well up there, or did he come home on weekends, or... I mean, how, how was his, like, his first year, I guess, uh, going away and leaving you all? Oh, that was traumatic. That was my baby. And uh, Howard did consider other schools. And Howard went to the B'nai B'rith to be tested. And uh, they tested him, and uh, they spoke with us. And they recommended that he go to the School of Basic Studies in Boston University, something that nobody even knew about at that time. None of the uh, guidance counselors even spoke of it. And uh, it turned out to be the best thing that Howard ever did, and Howard will tell you so. And Howard excelled in BU, and it worked out very well for him. It, it was magna cum laude. So it really, it really turned out good. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, let's shift gears for a second and talk about the show now at Sirius. Obviously, restrictions have been lifted. There's no censorship. Howard can say whatever he wants, as can everyone else on the show. Do either of you think the show has too much cursing or is too dirty or is too out there? Well, I, I'm, I object or I'm not happy with cursing just to curse because it's meaningless. It's not funny. There's nothing that goes on. If it has to do with a particular situation you're discussing and that will make it that much better, fine. There's no reason not to. But just to get on and, and curse, that, that's not radio. It's not, it's not entertainment. So that's my real feeling about it. So I like a relaxed uh, of the show. And when they have to use uh, exploratives, words that uh, people understand and what I mean, it's fine. Well, I think Howard has stated that position himself. Yeah, Mrs. Right. Mrs. Stern, how do you feel? I think that cursing shows a lack of good English. And uh, I think that people use these words, they get into the habit, because, number one, they're lazy, it's easy, and I don't know if it's a manly thing. What do you think? You think that men like to use curse words all the time? At, I think at times men do. I think women do also to a certain extent. Yeah. But not as much so. as the men. I, uh, but I think that they should learn... Some good substitutions. Well, Sometimes to make a point, you may say that word, you know, oh, he's a bastard or something like that. Yeah. It, it, no, it, it, it fits, right. you know. Yeah. So yeah. you could use it, but not, not just to 
make up words as you go along. Okay. Um, on the show, Howard's been with Robin for a number of years. How do you both feel about Robin, both personally and professionally? I think it's a fit. I think oh. it was a fit right from the beginning. I think it's a fit right now. And I hope they have a long and continued life together. Right. And they do very well. And when they get engaged, I'm going to be right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to object. <laughs> uh, um, now, what advice would you give Howard for the show on satellite radio? How? What does he need to do to succeed even beyond the success that he's had thus far? Let you, me answer you this way. If we have to be the ones... <laughs> to give him advice, I suggest he quit the radio business right now and become a top lawyer. I ditto. I think he knows. I know. I, I think he knows his way around at this time. I think he's done very well, and I, I think he'll continue to do well on his own. It's, he doesn't need our advice. It's hitting the bottom of the well when they start asking us what they should do. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick, a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk politics. We're going to talk what it's like being at home with the Stearns and take your calls at 888-STERN-100. You're listening to Meet the Stearns only on Howard 100 and Howard 101. Meet the Stearns. Call in now at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. The revolution is here. Guy goes into a talent agent's office and has the greatest act in the world. Now available on DVDs. The Family Act. From Think Film and Lionsgate Home Entertainment. And the agent goes, well, what do you people do? The film the critics called obscene. I come out dressed as Hitler in crotchless panties. Disgusting. And then we all drop our drawers and take a huge Vulgar. It's pretty spectacular. I actually was an aristocrat. Over a hundred top comedians, including Jason Alexander, Drew Carey, George Carlin, Andy Dick, Whoopi Goldberg, Gilbert Godfrey, Howie Mandel, Bob Saget, Sarah Silverman, John! Stewart. It's like a dog with three legs. You don't want to look, but you just... Two hours of extra features, including never-before-seen footage. What do you call the act? The aristocrats. The aristocrats. The aristocrats. Extended versions of the world's dirtiest joke. It's like a jazz theme. It's the basic melody, but anybody can improvise on it. The aristocrats. They might have to clean this up for TV. Now available on DVD. Can I get a copy of this? I'd like to send it to the kids on the show Full House. <laughs> Check this out. You can get unlimited local and long-distance phone service to the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico for only $24.95. Tomatovine.com is a phone service that lets you use your broadband Internet connection to make and receive calls around the world on your existing phone and current telephone number. Why are you still using conventional phone lines when you can be saving up to 80% on your phone bill with Tomatovine.com? Ditch your current phone company. Switch to Tomatovine. Go to Tomatovine.com right now to find out how you're going to get all your local and long-distance calls in the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico for just $24.95 a month. And imagine calling London, Paris, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Sydney, and Beijing for pennies a minute. Plus, Tomatovine gives you tons of free services like voicemail, caller ID, call waiting, and three-way calling. Sign up now and Tomatovine.com will waive the activation fee and send your adapter free with no shipping charge. That's a $40 value, something no other broadband phone company offers. Become one of the thousands of satisfied Tomatovine customers who are making unlimited local and long-distance calls in the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico for just $24.95 a month. Go to Tomatovine.com now. That's Tomatovine.com. For years, GoToMyPC has given millions of people the power to access their PCs from anywhere. Now you can access your PC faster and easier than ever. Introducing GoToMyPC 5.0. The newest release of this award-winning remote access service is up to twice as fast as the previous version. Now you can work on programs, files, email, even your network with incredible speed and efficiency. Think of the possibilities. Twice the speed means you'll be twice as productive, giving you time for more important things like friends, family, even yourself. The bottom line, go to MyPC 5.0 is faster, easier, and better than ever, which is sure to make your life better too. Serious subscribers can try go to MyPC 5.0 free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit gotomypc.com, click the radio microphone, and use promo code SERIOUS. That's gotomypc.com, radio microphone, promo SERIOUS. Go to my PC. Access your PC from anywhere faster than ever. You're listening to Meet the Stearns with your host, John Hine, and special guests, Ben and Ray Stern. 
Meet the Stearns at 888-STERN-100. That's 888-783-7610. Well, you might as well congratulate me. I am a married man, again. And, uh, yep. What? I'm a married man. Wait a minute. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I think you owe me a million dollars. Now... Welcome back to Meet the Stern. There was a look of incredulity on, I can't say it, <laughs> surprise <laughs> on both Mr. and Mrs. Stern's face during that clip. That's pretty, putting it pretty mildly. Now, Brad, could you play uh, clip three and see how Howard cleared that up for everyone on the show? Now, I want to say yes. that I am not married. Of course. <laughs> you? Why did you do that? Now, at any point, did either of you fall into that ruse that Howard put on for everyone, the audience and the folks who work on the show. Mr. Stern? Well, I can't believe that if my son got married, he would hold that information away from me. I can't, just can't, I can't maybe compulsive disorder, but not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Stern? And besides, he'd want our uh, blessings and our uh, gift, after all. Uh, Howard likes gifts, so um, I can't see him doing that. No, I feel that Howard would let us know if he was getting married. And he told me if he ever gets married, I'd be, I would be the ring boy. <laughs> he didn't talk to me about 888-STERN-100. That's the number to reach Ben and Ray Stern. We're going to talk about politics now, and I'd like to start asking Mr. with asking Mr. Stern a question. How do you feel about the right-wing political shows like Bob Grant or a Rush Limbaugh? Where do you, where do you uh, weigh Listen, in on those? In, in the United States, we always had the right, middle, and left, and every one of them has a right to express his views. And I listened to Bob Grant. I used to listen to. I thought he was a great broadcaster. I used to uh, listen to Rush Limbaugh, but the reason I stopped listening to him, you know, like in the afternoons, it was like listening to a commercial. I mean, I, the listeners and him were just in the same wavelength, and there was nothing confrontational about it. There was no other viewpoint. I mean, it was strictly black and white, and you can't run a show that way. Mrs. Stern, do you agree? Well, I have to be honest here. I am not a political person, and I do not enjoy listening to uh, po- uh, political uh, programs. I uh, when Before Howard got on the air, I w- was a big listener of music. I loved listening to music. And Martha Stewart. And Martha Stewart is right. So Martha Stewart's Martha Stewart's singing would be your favorite program. I well, not singing, <laughs> talking. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Ralph, you're on with Meet the Stearns. Hey, now. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, of course. Thank you. I love it. I could listen to this every night. Really? Yeah, really. I, I got two questions. I got one for each of you. Mrs. Stern, first of all, uh, speaking of Howard um, supposedly getting married, that do you think you'll get married again? Would you like to see him married again? What, what's your feeling on that? I think that Beth is a wonderful girl, and I think she's made Howard happy for over five years. And I think that that is up to the two of them. I certainly would not object to it, because I think that she would continue to make Howard happy. However, it's not my say, but I would love to see it happen. Yeah. Mr. Stern, I I have a question for you. Last time you were on, you you know, you are talking about bush and i was sort of surprised you you kind of excused his behavior by blaming the people in his cabinet and his administration but you know doesn't the buck stop there with him i mean how can you excuse his behavior by by uh blaming it on other people you know well it's true i mean uh, it's like harry truman you know uh, he had people around him but he did many things that people approved and didn't approve and kennedy and all the rest of them now, with him, I I didn't think he had a strong viewpoint, and I feel that the vice president and Rumsfeld, and he's got a whole bunch of people around him who really have swayed him. And uh, I, I guess with this business of WMD, Weapons of Mass Destruction, he was sold a bill of goods that they had it. Today, or I mean today, recently, he admitted that there is no uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, but he doesn't handle anything well. I mean, the hurricane, I mean, any, anything that comes his way, he just sort of fails on it. All right, you I, can't keep blaming everybody around him. Well, the guy's got to do something. The big problem he has, he's a victim of nepotism. He put this guy in with the Katrina who ran this department. He had no ability. I mean, you're as good as the people around you function. Now, if you can't appoint the proper people, it's going to make you look bad. That's true if the it, it buck stops with him. But... 
If he had some way of getting good people, he'd be all right. He's got to stop this cronyism and get people who know what they're doing, have backgrounds in this thing. You can't run a government with your friends. Why do you think John Kerry failed to win the election? Well, he didn't. Uh, well, first of all, he had a handicap. Number one is that uh, with 9-11, and people felt, well, we got to stick with uh, what was going on there. The other things they did a number on him. Here's a man who was a hero, uh, a veteran of World War, and uh, rather Vietnam, and they turned around this committee and they destroyed this guy. I mean, I, I can't believe in America they do that. Here's a man. It's the same thing with this man in the House of Representatives, John. Uh, I don't recall his second name. He's got a. He's a Marine. He's a, was a Colonel. He, uh, whatever he was, he was. He he's got medals. And uh, the man speaks, and uh, somebody gets up in Congress. This woman doesn't know. Right from left, and, and and alluded to the fact that he's a coward. Now, that's no way to attack people. And the, if the man makes sense, get him in the office, talk to him. Maybe he has something to say. So the the big problem he has, he needs good people around him. Now, what is it about Governor Pataki that you like? Well, I think he's a he's a very honest man. He's a good man, and uh, I think he uh, he would you know he has the ability to do these things. And the same thing goes for John McCain. I like him very much. He's a uh, He's a straightforward guy. He's not afraid to speak his mind, and he makes sense. And, uh, you know, there are other people. I don't say they're the only ones. Let's go to another call. Bailey in Orange County, you're on with Ben and Ray Stern. Hi, Mrs. and Mrs. Stern. How are you this morning, this afternoon, this evening? We're fine. We're delighted to be here. What's your question, Bailey? My question is, how come Mrs. Stern, the son, is so outspoken? Who does he take after? You, Mrs. Stern, or, or you, Mr. Stern? I think he's a combination of both of us. And uh, Howard listens very intently, and he's a good mimic, and he imitates, and he uh, is a chip off the old block, and by that I mean both myself and Mr. Stern. It's true. He's a very good mimic. I mean, he has a child. He would come home if he went out to a party or something. He would start doing voices or uh, telling us about people there, and he would describe it so well. So he had that ability from the beginning. Now, why do you both think Howard is so driven, and is that a healthy thing? Mrs. Well, Stern? Mrs. Stern, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you there. I don't know that he's driven. I think he's very focused. He wanted to do good. I think Howard wanted to show everybody that he could do good from the... From the very, very beginning, he wanted to be successful. And I think that's what drives him, the fact that he wants to be successful. Mr. Stern? Well, he wants to accomplish. I mean, most people, if they're in a certain environment or a job, they want to accomplish. They want to do it the best way they can. And obviously, he has the, the formula and the knowledge to do that. Now, do either of you ever wish that Howard just retired so he can live a peaceful life? I, I don't foresee that. I mean, he's, he has all this ability in him. You know, sometimes when you, you're, that, you're that driven with your ability, you just don't want to let go. I mean, you, you read in the paper sometimes a guy's 80 years old and he's running a corporation or a company and he's had a great deal of success and, uh, you know, he wants to continue. Mrs. Stern? I worry about him. I really worry about him because I feel that there's a lot of stress and a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. A lot of people depend upon him. And it's a lot. I do worry about him, and I, I must say that when he got finished at the other radio station, I was looking for him to retire and to take life easy, but he chose this, and we go, we stand by him in whatever he chooses, and right. we hope he enjoys it, and I think he is. Well, you know what? Our hour has flown by. We're out of time. I'd like to thank the callers. I'd like to thank, of course, Ben Stern and Ray Stern for joining us tonight. You're welcome. It was a pleasure speaking you. with you. And you've been listening to Meet the Stearns only on Howard 100 and Howard 101. You have been listening to Meet the Stearns with John Hyde and very special guests Ben and Ray Stern. A special presentation of Howard 100. This is Howard 100 News. Give Sirius a subscription. We'll give you Howard News. Howard 100. Howard 100. And you're listening to Howard 100 News. In the old days, people could saunter into a store and buy a Sirius satellite radio. But that was before Howard Stern. Now sales are booming and fans are getting desperate. 
One possible answer is to buy a new Rolls. It comes with a Sirius radio. But short of that, it means searching and having a little patience. Here's more from Howard 100 News reporter Michelle Gerson. Remember when Cabbage Patch dolls with a craze and mothers, doll collectors, and scalpers stood in line for hours at Toys R Us, pushing and screaming their way in to get their hands on the coveted doll as soon as the store opened? Well, that was the 80s, and 20 years later, the fight is not over a doll, but over a radio, the Sirius Satellite Radio Units. Here's Travis Forney, the son of Howard 100 News reporter Penny Crone. A couple weeks back, you know, when my, my mom first started over there, I tried to, you know, go to Sam Gritty Radio Shack, you know, Circuit City, Best Buy, and all of them said the other one would have it, none of them had it. Howard 100 News contacted a few retailers, and they confirmed what many frustrated customers are experiencing. Here's John from Ultra 